This is the Rich Eisen Show. Jokic for a triple. Money! Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Kick out three, Murray. Good! Nothing but net. They would high five across my face. <laughs> You're going to have better seats for game five. Terrell Davis. <laughs> I hope that's the Earlier on the show, NFL Network insider Tom Pelissero, Golf Channel analyst Randall Chambly, 20-year NBA veteran Jamal Crawford. Coming up, Seahawks wide receiver DK Metcalf, actor Harold Perrineau. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Ah, uh, yes. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show on the air. We're live on the Roku channel, and that is free on all Roku devices like Samsung Smart TV, Amazon Fire TVs. We're free on the Roku app, therokuchannel.com. If you missed any of our first two hours of this program, we had a welfare check on Brandel Chambly of the uh, of Golf Channel. <laughs> Uh, talking about the latest of the Live and PGA Tour merger, a really deep, interesting, fascinating conversation. Uh, hour number two, we had Jamal Crawford on this program to talk about NBA Finals Game 3 with the Nuggets looking uh, like a championship team like they did in game number one. Triple doubles at, at, like uh, Oprah giving away cars. And, <laughs> um, and so Jamal spoke about that and the future uh, of uh, Damian Lillard, potentially. Um, if you missed any of that, along with Tom Pelissero of NFL Network about why Dalvin Cook got released, I gave you my top five destinations. Those are the first two hours. Jam-packed. Uh, if you missed it, we re-air right away on the Roku channel, channel 210, uh, throughout the rest of the day. Uh, the actor Harold Perrineau, um, who I've, uh, I've known for many, many years, and big fan of his work from Oz, also from Lost, just to name a couple of shows, um, you saw Mike Del Tufo the other day. Romeo and Juliet was on the. Yes, uh, it actually was on like late. I was like, oh my God, I forgot. I watched. You did. Great movie. Uh, it is. And he was in that Oof. back in 1996 when I first started on, on uh, Sports Center. So Harold's been at it for a while. He's in the new uh, season of From, uh, currently in season two, airing Sundays, 9 p.m. Eastern on MGM Plus, which you can get right here on Roku. So lots of ways to follow. Um, but uh, we kick off hour number three with one of our favorites. He's uh, he's a pro bowler. He's an all-pro. And uh, he's always a, a treat to have call into this program as he is here. Uh, top of June. Lots to talk about with Seattle Seahawk wide receiver DK Metcalf back here on the show. How you doing, DK? I'm doing pretty good, man. How you doing? I'm doing great. What's going on in your world? What's happening? Uh, What's well, happening? this is the second day of uh, mini camp, so okay. I'm back up in Seattle right now. Um, offense is looking pretty good. Defense is looking damn good. Uh, special teams, you know, they're kicking it around, and you know, everything's just going smooth uh, around this time of year. All right, I need you to to be my Seattle Seahawk reporter for a moment, if you don't mind. You I got you. How's 54 looking? Bobby Wagner back in the mix. How's he looking? Oh, man. He's looking right where you need to be, man. In a Seahawks uniform and a Seahawks helmet, and he's leading everybody, um, you know, around the building. Uh, just great to see a lot of young guys get to see him, um, learn from him, just to be around him, just to, you know, understand how to be a professional, uh, you know, like I had the opportunity to do my first few years. Isn't it interesting? Somebody who's technically new to the team can go here, can come in and say, I got this, and and exactly. everyone you have to step it, right in and yeah. not even hiccup. Yeah. So what do you mean he's leading people? I know what it right. means, but what does it look like? Tell me what it looks um, like. I mean, just can. he doesn't say much, but when he does talk, people just listen. <laughs> um, and just how he how he goes about his day, 
Um, I mean, he works out at, at 7 in the morning, and he's in meetings first with a notebook, notepad, pencil. Um, he's just very very attentive, and he's just a professional anytime he's on the field or whenever he's talking to coaching, I mean, to coaches. And he's just in his 10th year, you know, 10-time Pro Bowl, 10-time All-Pro, and he's still, you know, able to listen to coaches and be coached. So um, I think this is something that the young guys can, can learn from. That's awesome. I mean, he's going to have a jacket one day. You and I both know it as we're sure, sitting here. Yeah, I mean, so uh, the Prez, how's the Prez doing? What's Jamal Adams looking like? Right now. And just to have him back over here, um, you can feel his energy. You can feel he wants to be back out there, but, you know, he's still rehabbing a little bit. So, um, you know, can't wait to get him back out there. Um, he's looking, I mean, all smiles. Uh, he said his rehab is going pretty good um, during the off season. So looking forward to going against him and, you know, having him back out there during training camp. It's like old school vibes, even though it's still recent, right? I mean, the Prez exactly. is walking around and Bobby Wagner's walking around and, and, um, you know, Lockett's walking around. You're walking around. Obviously, you got your coach. So uh, the vibe has got to feel pretty damn good coming off of a season few expected you to do. DK, right? Exactly. Yes, sir. Uh, I know Pete's like a kid in the candy shop right now. He's got all all his pieces, all his kids around, around the building. Um, you know, we're all working hard. And, um, I mean, practice feels like a training camp practice right now without the – without the uh, hitting and, you know, everybody getting tangled up going after the ball. But, um, you know, guys are still out there competing, um, and you can feel it. You can tell that the young guys that they just drafted are coming in here to make a statement, and they're hungry. And then Gino, it's his team, as opposed to last year at this point in time, and there's no disrespect to Drew Locke, who was also there in the competition. But this, right. this, is, this, is, his, uh, this is his squad now, and I'm wondering how that feels from your perspective. I mean, DK. just to have – him back for another year um you know last year how he you know had the season that he did and then coming back this year and he's knowing that he's going to be the starter going into next year without you know too much uh you know uh gray area um in the in the qb room but uh i mean it's just great to see him out here leading the offense leading the team and getting up talking during the offensive meetings and trying to lead us um, you know, we're verbally communicating and communicating down on the field. And, um, you know, we still got a little learning curve to, to get over right now. But, um, I mean, Gino's looking great out there. I mean, and, and again, I know it's June, but, um, you know, I'm already getting the sense here, certainly from my position sitting uh, in a you know a seat like this, the one on NFL Network, it's just it, it's a very 49er-centric conversation still um, in this in this division. Uh, and I'm wondering if you feel overlooked. Do you feel you're properly looked at? What, what's your sense of that, DK Metcalf? Oh, man, that's not, that's not for us to decide. Um, you know, everybody mm-hmm. has their opinions. Everybody, you know, has their predictions of what we're going to do this year. And my, my only response to that is to just keep letting them, letting them overlook us. And you see what happened last year. So, um, you know, keep doing it. Okay, keep doing it. DK Metcalf here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk about you uh, a little bit here. Um, did you dunk on anybody? In the All Star Game weekend, no sir. All all my were, were uh, breakaway dunks. Okay, no, none of that. No, none of that. No, no, no. I, I had to make sure uh, you know Pete and John could sleep um, good that night. Okay, okay. Yes, sir. Understood. You just want to make sure that everything was copacetic there. Who'd you exactly. meet? Yes, sir. Just going out there hooping a little bit. Who'd you meet, DK? Who'd you meet at the All Star um, weekend? Who'd you I meet? had a chance to get to meet uh, Kevin Durant, Travis Scott. Uh, Jan- Janelle Monae, 21 Savage. Um, 
I mean, the list goes on. And I had a great time while I was out there. I was out there the whole weekend um, and just took in, you know, the excitement, um, you know, starting from the All-Star game up until the actual All-Star game. And uh, I just had a great time, you know, just meeting everybody out there. I was a big fan and a kid in the candy shop while I was out there. I could see there. I'm showing, uh, we're showing a photograph right here of you lifting a trophy, uh, DK. <laughs> you lifted it. Yes, sir. That trophy actually got stolen. Um, so what? What? I was going to give it to my mom. What happened? Uh, it got got stolen from from in transit to Mississippi. So who knows what happened? Hold on a second. Here's the deal. Uh, we we you know I'm I'm not saying we can make things happen all the time, but did could, did you reach out to the NBA saying give me another? Can I get another one? I mean, can we get uh, you? Another? No, I mean I'm a I'm a football player, so I I didn't feel right reaching out to the NBA. You know, asking for another trophy. I I didn't feel like that was. That was my lane. What if I, I did it? What if I did it for you? What if I got in that lane for you? What if hey, I did that? I mean, you know, I can't tell you what to do, Rich. Okay. No, I understand that. Nor would I tell you yes, what to sir. do. But I'm. We got to. We got to replace this thing. We got to play. Yes, you know, I, I don't know if this speaks to me and my my uh, my shallowness or or whatever. Uh, of all the names that you you mentioned, you meant Janelle Monet is the one I want to follow up on. <laughs> um, you know, um, what, what was your conversation with her like? DK. Oh no, she just told me. We so I walk in the locker room. Yep. And she was like, "Okay, here's the deal. Uh, you look like the tallest on the team right now, so let's practice you lifting me up so I can dunk the ball." <laughs> yeah, we, we can't do that right now. This is I'm not I'm not a cheerleader. We ain't gonna do that. Okay. Actually, nobody gets hurt. So okay. That was that was pretty much the the talk of the conversation. But when we got out there, she just congratulated me after you know we won and um, saw that I got the MVP and. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. the, the night went on. Well, yeah, and she wore Jordan's number because she's a goat. Is that why she wore Jordan's number? She wore 23. Yes, okay, very good. I think she wore that because of Jordan, but, uh, you know, it was kind of hard to see because she's like 5'1 or something like that. <laughs> Calvin Johnson blocked that shot and everybody started booing. Oh, <laughs> no, I didn't know I that he did that. that. Was the funniest thing. What? Yes, Calvin did that to yeah, her? I mean, he didn't know how to turn it off. He, he <laughs> Oh, my God. That was, that was a very Jim Schwartz moment with you and Calvin right, Johnson. Exactly. DK, I don't want to go in that direction because, you know. We're going to leave that way. Well, let's leave that alone. <laughs> very good. I got DK Metcalf here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's the scoop with your acting? How's that going? What's going on uh, there? It's, uh, it's going pretty good right now. I'm, um, I had a chance to sit down with a few producers, um, Greg Silverman, uh, this offseason. Oh. And just been shadowing him. Um, you know, over at his uh, his office and yes. just trying to learn and soak up as much uh, knowledge as I can. So that's that's my how's my off season been? Okay, in, in that world, yes, sir. I know him. I know Greg DK. Again, yes, there's just um, listen. You and I need to be in more constant contact because you'd have already been starring in a movie by now, and you'd have a replacement trophy. You know what I mean? Like yes, this. Is, we need, <laughs> honestly, I just want to make your life better. Um, so, like, what do you what do you mean? What have you picked up uh, shadowing Greg and and being around this town, DK? What have yes, you picked sir. up? Well, uh, my first time meeting him, I sat in his office and he took me over to his bookshelf and he was he he was showing off. I can tell because the movies that I was naming, my jaw kept dropping. Okay, from Three Hundred to Happy Feet to Malibu's Most Wanted. So I was like, oh, yeah, so you're a big dog in, in the industry. And then we got to talk about me and my accomplishments and, and what were my goals um, in the acting space. And he just told me to, that he was going to be a, a helping hand uh, when, you know, whenever I needed it. 
and we've had a couple Zoom calls of, of him just mute, walking me through, you know, my next steps of what kind of movies do I want to go in and, and what does he have, uh, you know, coming up for me to, okay. to star in. So uh, just be look, be on the lookout for me coming up in, okay. a, in a great uh, Silverman movie. Okay. Himself. Okay. Yes, Very sir. good. Very good. I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what you want to do outside of football as you're dominating, you know, the sport. And so was it acting? There we go. DK Metcalf. Was it acting or real? That video of you jumping in the air and snagging that ball where it looked like you jumped 10 feet in the air. Is that acting? Yes, or was that was, that was me. And that was real. That was real. That's not fake. Yeah. Cause everyone's thinking that's gotta be fake. You I know? Mean, yeah. Everybody's going to think that. Yeah. But no, that's actually me catching the ball. You grab. Uh, how far did you get off the ground? Do you think? Huh? Uh, hold on, my. Uh, it was a guy asking me. No, I'm not signing nothing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I'm, it was a guy talk, walking by asking me was I gonna sign my stuff. But uh, okay, no worries. No, that was actually me jumping up. I jumped up like six feet. Your vertical was six foot right there in that video. Okay. All right. I have no idea what I didn't have a measuring tape or okay. you know, the, the no, vert, vertical thing, but yeah, that was me. But that's real. So that wasn't that's acting. Right. That was okay. No, that wasn't me acting. No. So what do you think when people are asking, wondering if that's real then, DK? What do you think? I mean, I, I'd leave it up to them because I know the truth. Uh, you know, if they want to continue to question me, then, you know, that's them. Okay. All right, DK. I miss chatting with you. When you're, when you're, when you're in Los Angeles, let me know, will you please? You know? All right, yes, sir, I will. Let me know what's going on. Yeah, I'm going to uh, get your number from uh, from Jeff. Let's do it. Let's All do right. it. Let's do it. You take care of yourself, DK Metcalf. Thanks for the time. You go be you, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll chat again soon down the line. All right, yes, sir. Appreciate you. You got it. That is the Pro Bowl, all pro, pardon me, wide receiver DK Metcalf from the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> I just love All right, a couple, him, a couple things. Yes. <laughs> what's your nope. takeaways? Number one. I need to know what someone was asking him to sign. Yes. What, what, what was it that he that like, he's like, was I'm it, not signing that? Was it, was it some memorabilia for somebody? Was it I was signing for lunch? Like, what, I'm very what, confused. What? No, I think it was uh, an item. It's not okay. signing for... It's not like somebody's walking up with a credit card or bill. Like, hey, or like, hey, DK, I need you to cover this. Can you just sign this real quick? Like, what? No, I'm not signing that. I'm not signing that. <laughs> what, like one of those devices that they bring yeah. the bill to the table for you? No. Right. No. That, like, I don't believe that's facility, what's happening up there. Maybe, in, uh, maybe, maybe Pete is charging him Washington. For, for pizza or something. I no, know. I don't think so. No, it's just it's, a, it's just an item he didn't want to. Now, was it the person that he didn't want to sign or was for? It or was the it the item? item? Right. Mm-hmm. So many questions there. Number two. I love DK. I don't want to say anything to get him mad at me, but who's he kidding? That video was doctored. I don't think so. He you jumped, think it was? He jumped eight feet off the ground. So what? <laughs> <laughs> so that's what? literally setting the high jump right. Then he should be an Olympian. Eight feet is like okay. No, nah, that's. I mean, that's like maybe he can be. How? So so hold on a second. Feet. So so I'm a, so we're aware. <laughs> So we're all I'm, on the I'm, record. I'm watching okay. it right now. This is on the record. Okay. You are currently questioning a physical feat from DK Metcalf. Um, you are current openly one that I did not see in person. Openly or on live television. I, I'm I'm questioning a video that went viral. I know that. Yes. And I understand that you think that that means it's fake. Yes. Remember when Steph Curry was. Throwing half court shots and made like five uh, full court length and made like you, five in a row. You mean when when I when I once texted Drew Brees, I hope you're not dead. Right, exactly. 
And then it took him all day to say, I'm fine, after te- one person after another said they got a text from Drew saying, I'm okay. Right. That guy? I'm saying yeah. something went viral on the internet? Oh, man, we should 100% believe that. It's a DK Metcalf physical feat. You are openly questioning the guy who Daniel Jeremiah <laughs> once called the human bat suit. Yes. I mean, can we zoom on me? No, we, like, no, we, he's no, like seven it. feet off the ground. So? It's like, so rich. He, then he should be an Olympian. He should not be playing football for Seattle. He should be representing the United States of America Why? He in, takes this, less. in the Summer Olympics. What, are you willing to cut his salary in half now? I want him to win a gold that? medal if he can do this. I want him competing in the decathlon. Didn't he, by the way, didn't he, hasn't he done something like that? He did try to qualify yeah, in the so? 100 meters. Oh, okay. So that guy. Yeah. I don't know. I saw it. Look how high he is off the ground. Uh, that could that also could be, be an illusion, an optical like, illusion. You know, the, I'm with you. the way the camera's set I'm with you. up. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm with you. Hold on, Mike. Are you going to create a tie here? Because TJ and I say that's real. You say what? I, and DK Metcalf just said it's real. Yeah. No, I, no, 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 no. He said, he said, I caught acting. the ball. He said it was. Oh. He didn't say it was him jumping. He said he caught the ball. He didn't say again, guys. Language, language. Well, all I know is I saw a decaf dunk yeah. about sixteen times in that celebrity game, and I know that rim's ten feet. So he could do that. I think that's know. real. There you, you go. guys are out of your mind. I think that is real. DK's got. Some I am skills. the only one grounded. Why are you so in jaded? Why are I'm you not so jaded. Not jaded. I'm grounded in reality. And you're so jaded, but not about the people you love. Yeah, he's got a point there. Rory McIlroy. Rory McIlroy definitely. Do we he's untouchable. This? He's untouchable, right? He's untouchable. If Rory was in on it, like you are, assu- like you are insinuating, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm you not, are insinuating through your language that Rory was in on it. No, that there are people that Rory's tight with that were, in, that were in on it. He is the best actor of all time. Like he should have multiple Academy Awards. <laughs> so, all I know is again, that he should take a pay if cut. I was, if, if, I, if, I, if I if I had a, a half billion dollar payday that I passed up on out of principle for a group of people that then turned around and took that team, that those, those folks money, I would be livid. I would be livid. And he's like, yeah, no, don't, don't, don't get on. Don't get, don't get on the commissioner. I would say he's too exhausted from carrying everything. I'm not saying, I'm not saying I'm publicly, by the way, I'm not doing the, I'm just saying, um, I'm not saying I'm just saying thing. I'm just saying to you that you are jaded about Everybody except people you love. I'm saying when something goes viral, there's a reason. Okay. I'm saying DK Metcalf had a 40 and a half inch vertical at the combine. You were there. And that was like 70. Let's take a break and bring on Harold Parano. <laughs> Harold's like, what's going on? Out yes, there? he is. <laughs> I can guarantee you that. <laughs> Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs 
costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, OOO O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show radio network, sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by, as Harold Perrineau has done, and we just saw... A fascinating clip from your show. (laughs) What do you got? What do you got from here? You know, man, that's the first time I've seen it, like, out of context. Yes. (laughs) And and I'm like, it's a ballerina, bro. What what, 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 what you so scared of? It's just a ballerina. It's just a nice little girl in a ballet dress. That only you can see (laughs) in a creepy forest. In a creepy forest. I'm just saying, as I was just looking at it, it made me laugh. I was like... You know, I'm from Brooklyn. Like, what are, what are you scared of? <laughs> what are you scared of, man? Well, wait a minute. You've never seen a ballerina just come out of uh, You know, back you know. in the day, I used to be that ballerina. So, <laughs> I remember walking through the projects up there. Like, I left. The, I went to the Alvin Ailey School. Uh-huh. And, uh, the first couple of times, I just wouldn't. Like, I put all my clothes back on. But then you're, like, going to school all the time. And sometimes you're just tired. Mm-hmm. And, like, you just get back and you got tights on and you're walking through. And dudes are like, you all right? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know. I got tights. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't scared. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> so that's so it's kind of a childhood memory we it's just brought back right here. It's a childhood memory. It made me laugh. That was really funny. From Brooklyn, New York. From Brooklyn, New York. Cypress Hills. <laughs> So, so, crazy, um, so, crazy. Fr- hey, so, what, what should folks know about from if they are just seeing that clip right. for the first time? What do you got for me on that? Okay, Harold so I, I, I got this for you. Look, from is it's a it's a horror show, and so and the horror isn't ballerinas, of course. So, <laughs> so just everybody should know that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, from is about a bunch of folks who are trapped in a town. Um, and when you uh, when you come across this tree, a, a down tree in the road, mm-hmm. you are already stuck in the town. You there's no all roads lead back to the town. Yes. And then at night you're being hunted by, you know, these monsters. Nobody really knows what the monsters are, but they look like the ballerina innocuous, really a mm-hmm. milkman, mm-hmm. a, a, a ballerina, a, a, 
um, uh, a farmer, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, once they entice you, they uh, they get into your home and they uh, tear your guts out. Are you a horror movie guy? Do you I want... am not. Neither am I. Me? Yeah, no, no. That's not... not my first choice. You not know? my first choice either. Yeah, yeah, no. I um the thing that I love about this show in particular yes. is that like we have all of those elements. So if you're a horror fan, like you got it, you've got it all there. But mm-hmm. really, it's a a suspense thriller. Like it's about the characters. It's about the people. It's about like these folks who are trapped in a desperate situation. And then like, now how do you deal with it? Mm-hmm. How, what are you doing? And, and what, what I thought was cool about it when we first started doing it, it was just like toward the tail end of the pandemic mm-hmm. when we were all trapped in our house, worried about a monster that was out there that we couldn't figure out sure. and there was nowhere to go. Yeah. That's exactly what this, that's what this show. And then how people deal with that. Uh-huh. You know, some people are like, look, live like it's the end of, like it's your last day and other people like their rules. Let's follow the rules mm-hmm. and we'll get through this together. And those, those dynamics play out in the show. How, so horror, but it's really, really interesting character. How you know? old are your kids again now? Um, so my oldest, yes. uh, Aurora is 28 now. Okay. Um, my younger two, uh, Winter's 15. She okay. just turned 15 and yes. Holiday is 10. Okay. And the reason, yeah. why, reason why I ask is, uh, Mike Hoskins, can you put the, the poster for From up on the uh, the screen here one more time? Because I see this all over town. Okay, so MGM, <laughs> M- MGM Plus is is really pumping pumping this out. Yeah, okay? yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, I yeah. see this, and I know you. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, and the first time I saw this is I'm like, is that Harold? Yeah. And then this creepy dude, <laughs> what do your kids think of that when they, they must invariably see this billboard all over town Harold. yeah so my my youngest doesn't like to see it that's the, <laughs> she doesn't like it at all yeah she, she hates it and uh and uh my older and middle one yeah. my oldest it, she loves horror so for her okay it's great and so she she likes going to see it and um I mean, if you see that and you see the other clip, you might think I'm just afraid of white people. Like, <laughs> you might think, no. like, this dude is scared of white, all white people. Like, looks like, but I'm not. I'm no. not. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they, 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 my, my kids love it. Okay. My older two love it. Right. I guess for them, for the youngest, then maybe this could be a gateway to Oz. You know, like <laughs> when she checks out your past work Again, every now and then. Again, trapped in a horrifying situation. <laughs> That's one way to put it. That they can't get out of. That's one way to put it. <laughs> Harold Panarino here on the, on the Rich Eisen Show. So how did you get started? You mentioned how you were a kid uh, from uh, Brooklyn who yeah. got went to Alvin Ailey. I, yeah, I, I mean, so yeah, yeah, how did yeah. you get started? What was um, your deal? Yeah, I was uh, like, I had an aunt who went to a Long Island University. You know uh, this? Sure, LIU. Yeah, yeah, LIU. It was mm-hmm. in, in Brooklyn, and, and she was there, and they had a program mm-hmm. uh, at the time that was like government-funded when those things were still happening, and they had a program for kids to do theater. And so she took uh, me and all of my cousins en masse to go to this like mm-hmm. uh, theater program called Of, By, and For. And, uh, and for me, it stuck. Like I got there and it was like, oh yeah, this is mm-hmm. this is it. This is I'm home. This is the thing I love to do. And uh, and so uh, I just kept going. I did that. Then I went to uh, I went to college, this little college in, in uh, Virginia called Shenandoah Conservatory. Mm-hmm. Um, I stayed there for a couple of years. Uh, I got a little nervous uh, about being there because I was like I was a little worried about a musical theater degree. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, then I got a scholarship at the Alvin Ailey School, so I did the second half of my college year back in New York had come back. There were a bunch of people in Virginia who said, where are you from? I'm like, New York. And they were like, wait, you're doing theater in Virginia? (laughs) 
And you're from New York? Well, that's off, off, off. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. so that's way off. off. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. way off Broadway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, right. and for me, what was really, actually, it was one of the best things to ever happen to me. Because where I was from, where I was from in Brooklyn, yes. um, uh, Broadway was about as far as Virginia. Like, it, it felt that far away. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Um, and so it actually took me going to Virginia to kind of realize, you know, all the things that were in New York that I had hadn't really been paying attention to yet. Yes. You know what I mean? And so um, it was actually a great uh, a great segue for me to get, get back and get What was piece. your first big break then? What was your big break, Harold? Man, I don't even know what we, we'd call a big break anymore. Like, like, you know, like, I remember the first time I was on the Cosby show or like um, I was uh, like, I did every Law and Order that, you know, every iteration <laughs> of Law and Order you can. You What's know? the worst thing you did on Law and Order? Uh, the worst thing I did... Um, I think the last time I was in Law and Order, I, like I was an old uh, rapist who was in a wheelchair or something. Oh like my it. god! It was, I know. It's is that what they put you in Oz for? No, that... no, no, I got the job because I had done Oz. Um, oh, is that right? Yeah. So yeah, you were on yeah. Law and Order while you were doing Oz? Is no, that no, no, no. So okay. it was the last time I was on Law and Order. Uh, um, but okay. I've been on it a million times. So. Um, I would guess my, my first sort of big, big break was I did Romeo and Juliet, right? Yes, we were and talking then, about that before. Oh, were you? Yeah, we <laughs> yeah were. with Baz Luhrmann. And, uh, and so um, that sort of helped um, when Tom Fontana was casting Oz. Um, uh, they were looking for somebody who was kind of wacky and crazy. And, uh, you know, it was the first time there were any dramatic cable shows on, on, on television. It was... HBO wasn't even TV, um, and so we had the show that takes place in a pri- takes place in a prison, mm-hmm. and this all this terrible stuff happens, and there's no break, and so they hired me kind of as the commercial break, in between. So like I wound up being the narrator in the show because I had to break the action sometimes, and so because just terrible things happen in prison. I know, and then the show <laughs> as well. I mean, you were your character Harold Perrineau here on the Rich Eisen Show, one of the few rootable characters like on Oz like right. <laughs> where we could root for you yeah, like yeah, we yeah. wanted you to succeed wanted you to get out wanted right. you to survive and you I see mean, what happens you still get shanked spoiler alert I know did you ever um, when you were shooting Oz just need a break like need to take a minute from some of those scenes yeah 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 that? yeah one of the really fantastic things is we had a bunch of Really amazing New York actors who are there and really committed to uh, the craft of acting and mixed with a lot of people who weren't actors. We had actual gang members. We had these guys that were uh, in the really early uh, part of the UFC. They were our stunt guys who were doing all the fighting and stuff like that. Is that right? Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were a bunch of dudes. uh, The Shamrocks came and they were, uh, if you go back and look, you'll see... uh, um, uh, Rich Sham- Frank Shamrock mm-hmm. and his brother. They they were some of the early guys who were fighting at uh, in our thing. Our buddy Gerald, yeah. uh, TJ, uh, yeah, yes, Gerald would come by and he would do some stunts and, and fight and stuff like that. Chuck Zito, all these guys that aren't actors, but they were really really willing to try crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but because we would try such crazy stuff, sometimes you just had to go and like, you know, uh, let your brain, uh, you know, calm down because it's just so much. Uh, Aggression, because it was on yeah. ten o'clock at night on, yeah. on HBO. Um, sometimes it's Susie, you know who you, you you know you know my wife. Yeah, we, we would sometimes not watch it um, live. We'd have to watch it earlier in the night because we couldn't just watch it and go to sleep. Right. Yeah. Couldn't. Couldn't. Just yeah. couldn't. We would just be so 
stunned by what we saw. Yeah. And never would want to, I don't know why, it, 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 wor- it just worked as a, a program to just make you think, make you pause, yeah. make you, make you um, uh, reviled, you know, and feel terrible about the human condition sometimes. Right. And so you couldn't just be like, okay, Right. <laughs> good night. Good night. Yeah, good night. Yeah. You know, just exactly. snap the light off. Yeah, you yeah. Know? It was. It's. It was. It's really one of those things that really made you think about prison and reform and what we're actually doing in the country. Are we? You know, is it retribution? Are we reforming people? Mm-hmm. Are we? You know, what what's actually happening there? And and you realize that we just haven't really answered that question with prison. And you think prison is like, oh, it's locked away and it doesn't have anything to do with the rest of society, but that's not true. You know, what I mean, the people in prison still have contacts outside of prison, and it just it's and you start talking about who runs prisons and who goes to prison, and it's just such a big, um, uh, difficult thing to figure out. And that's what the show actually talks a lot about. It's not just like it's not as easy as, as some people think. You do something bad, you go to prison. It's right. Like, yeah, I know. So much more to think about, and so much the, the acting, the, your 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 fellow cast members, you Such and great. your fellow cast members, Such great people. Rita Moreno, Ernie Hudson, who we just saw Ernie. as well, he's been on this program. Same thing with J.K. Simmons. <laughs> Everything about his character was not his kind of tempo. Uh, right. um, you know? <laughs> at all, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Schillinger. Oh my God, terrible um, character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then there was you. you yeah, know, we were just. You're right. There's kind of the only, yeah, rootable one. And Rita Moreno, her character as well, rooting for her. You were in a ton of scenes with her. I mean, you were talking about a legend. I, you you know? Wanna, you know, like I said, I'm a musical theater dude, so oh, that's I remember meeting Rita Moreno. She had the EGOT way <laughs> before she <laughs> right? did Oz, you know? There oh, yeah. I remember yeah. we had a, a closing night party, and uh, I walked into this club, and I was pretty young, and somebody goes, Harry! And I look over and it's Rita Moreno screaming my name. In a club? In a club in New York. <laughs> You're like, wow. What? I, just, I was like, we're here. And you must and have watched it. The Electric Company as a kid, too. You know I watched I mean? The Electric Company. One of my favorite musicals ever was uh, uh, West Side Story. Sure. I'd, I mean, like, all, I just, when she was dating yeah. Marlon Brando, like, I, I just love Rita Moreno. I just, I don't know what to say. And so, yeah, uh, Electric Company. Um, did you yeah. ask her about Marlon Brando? Did I, you ever I, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I won't tell anybody. I won't tell anybody. But you did? Yeah, of Bitch. <laughs> she called my name in a club. They gave me, like, ask away. Ask away. <laughs> and you went there, huh? <laughs> Not that night. But okay. Okay. <laughs> that was, uh, felt like we were friends. Very good. So um, and Harold Perrineau here on the Rich Eisen Show. When you were shooting Lost, did they have any idea where season two or anything was going at all? Look, they were saying all the time that they did. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and it turns out maybe they didn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> But, you know, they, they had a lot of ideas. But, you know, it was really, at the time, uh, they they could be so wild. And, and, and really, at the end of the day, that's really what the fun of Lost was. Mm-hmm. They could just, like, write the wildest things and make it all work and be super, super creative. And so, um, for me, I know lots of people, like, upset with the way it ended and things like that. But yes. for me, it was always the journey. The journey was always, like, this is the thing that's fun. Now, people keep comparing our show from to Lost because we have you know myself Jack Bender who's the director mm-hmm. who's in Lost uh, uh, Jeff Pinkner <clears throat> but uh, these guys actually do have an ending I, I don't know what the ending is I, I okay. purposefully don't know what the ending okay. is yeah I don't want to 
I don't want to play anything before, you know, I should. Right. Um, so I don't know what it is, but I do I do know that there's a giant uh, place that they're trying to get to. And they, they really know this is how this ends. So sitting here in season two, you know how they know how it ends. Whenever they whenever knew it when they, they knew it when they started. Okay. They knew that they were going from here to here. They they keep phrasing it like, look, if you're taking a trip from LA to New York, we're gonna get to New York. Mm-hmm. That's where we're going. We might take a detour in Arizona. We might take a you know a little turnaround in Mississippi, but we're going here. Sure. So they know where it's. So we do know where it's going. So fans get a little scared because they think uh, Lost kind of left them out. Right. Well, I just saw you with a hatch and a ballerina. You yeah. know, I mean, <laughs> it's scary. It's kind of that's the only thing missing was the smoke monster. Smoke monster. <laughs> you know I mean? Exactly right. Exactly Pretty much right. Uh, Harold oh, Perrineau here on the Rich Eisen Show. So last one for you here, Harold. Is yes. you know your your um, uh, bona fides in terms of musical theater and uh, performances have, have been established. Um, if I'm not mistaken, you have had placed in front of you on your phone a certain musical performance by one of the members of this program that <laughs> occurred in New York City oh, recently. Oh, yes, I did. Um, and that would be T.J. Jefferson. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and this was his karaoke in his New York City? His karaoke in New York City. What was there buddy Gerald sent it to me. Gerald sent you... A clip. Uh, the clip is... Him singing. Thank you for being a friend, my friend, or whatever. The Golden Girls. Girls thing. <laughs> and, and remixing it. He mm. was he was singing that, and he threw in some Biggie. I, I had to. He threw in uh, um, just like Friends. Estelle. Who's that? Uh, uh, Houdini. Houdini. <laughs> <laughs> just like Estelle Getty would have. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. I told okay. you the song was longer than I anticipated, so I had to throw some other stuff in there just to keep the crowd moving. Yeah. yeah I, I so how would you rate here. it? How would you rate it? Um, look, Harold. I thought it was amazing. I thought it was brilliant. Look, look, look. Singing wise, my man. Yeah. I right. Mean, <laughs> But the creativity. It's the performance, Harold. It's, it's the a, performance. It's right. You, you know, have the crowd rocking. How can I move the crowd, right? <laughs> That's exactly if what he did. If you can sing, you shouldn't be doing karaoke. <laughs> you should not be doing it. If only, if only the rest of the human race had that <laughs> sensibility, we'd all be better off for it. Yeah. <laughs> but I put on a show, Rich, is what I really well, did. Well, as you, you know that's what TJ does, is put on a show, sometimes oh. to his own detriment. Because he, oh boy. I don't know where we're gonna go there. <laughs> oh boy. When TJ was up, when, excuse me, when TJ, I don't know if you're aware, because you're a busy man. TJ was on The Price Is Right. Oh. What? Oh yes. TJ. Oh. Yeah. TJ. I don't know nothing about you. TJ was on The Price. I don't. You know, I keep things. To, you know, Where's your price tag? Where is that? Is it? Did it fall oh, off somewhere? It's, it's, it's over okay. here somewhere. Okay. Yeah. His 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 name tag and everything. For real. Oh, for real. <laughs> I love it. For real. TJ got up there. I love I it. And um, I think um, try to be too entertaining to focus on the the pricing game. Uh-huh. <laughs> Wound up with a ping pong table. <laughs> <laughs> It only give me credit. I made it the whole way to the showcase show. Yeah, you did. Right. did. And what yeah. did you walk away with? I, uh, a ping pong table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and a tax Perry bill. Laughed, <laughs> you know, George laughed. Everyone laughed. It was fun, Harold. You are entertaining, my friend. That's what I did. That's what you do. 
I love it. That's I love right. it. TJ. I love it here, man. This is it. This whole show is it. Uh, thank you, sir. You guys, this is fun. There it is. That is the. Uh, <laughs> that's it. Does that say it all? Does that say it all? And of course, we have now we have now had our fun for two plus years. We just removed trips slash motorcycles and put anything we want Any under the word over. Anything. <laughs> just like that. Respectful. It's like the greatest meme ever. You guys got to send me that for my phone as well. Oh, yes. Yes. I need, send that to Gerald. I need to send it exactly. Send it to Gerald. Hey, Harold, real, real quick. Oh, one of your gosh. earliest things you did was one of my favorite movies, oh. The King of New oh, York. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. So that yeah. means you got to work in a scene, one of the best scenes in the movie, where you try to rob Christopher Walken. Yeah, he, man. He, it doesn't go the way you thought it would, but you still walked away with some cash. So <laughs> exactly. Everyone's and got a, a Christopher Walken oh, story. Yeah. So tell us, Harold, do you <laughs> nice. one? Um, he's Frank White. Look at him. Look at that. He's an entertainer. <laughs> Everybody. So do you have a good Christopher Walken story? I, 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 my, my only great Christopher Walken story was just like, uh, just it's not even a great story. And, and I don't do a good Christopher Walken, so good. I won't do any of that. <laughs> um, um, my character is one of the first jobs I had. His name was Thug Leader Number One. It's a big <laughs> role. It's a big role, you guys. Relax. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, um, and so because I had that character name and I knew it was going to be quick, I just thought he was... He was not going to be interested in doing the scene with me, but he was so there and focused and interested. And like, like I was like, oh, oh, OK, I, uh, I got to OK, I'm actually going to get to work with Christopher Walken. And I really did. That was it was one of my first you know, jobs. And he really was there to do the work. He actually influenced like the way that I do. I work all the time because, you know, I've been on sets where guys, you know, they're goofing off and not paying attention or uh-huh. whatever. But walking, straight professionals, so generous, so courteous, and so like, let's get it done. I, that's that's my great walk. Okay, story. so there you go. Yeah, so I, it, it caused you to respect future thug leader number one. <laughs> <laughs> What's your character name, kid? Uh, <laughs> so. You know, it doesn't matter where you're on the call sheet. It doesn't matter at all. Sir. Now, thug leader number two, you can do that. At Harold Perino on Instagram, everyone check out new episodes of From Sundays at 9 p.m. Eastern time on MGM Plus, currently in season two, and you can catch it right here on Roku. Anytime. It's been Thank too you. long. Hey, Rich, it's been too long. Great Thank to you very much you. having me here. You got it. Uh, back here to wrap up the show in a moment. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least... The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop 
from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code EISEN. That's I B O T T A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There you are, you're clapping. Oh, he's sweating. He's sweating. Wait a minute. So he made it out of contestants, row? Yes. yes, he made it out of contestants. Row. I got a new Master key is the game. Master key is the game. This is going to take a while. Okay, here we go. Oh, popcorn machine. Oh, I'll take that if you want that, TJ. By the way, you've got to bring in this popcorn machine if you win it. I want this popcorn. Oh, seven, seven, 41. 41. $41. It's not a $71. 41. It's 41. That's one key. That's one key. Grab the key. Take the middle key. Take the middle key. There's five keys. He takes the middle key. No, he's not looking. He takes the second to the right key. I didn't look. That's right. Here's another key. Here's a basket. Five eighty-four. That's that's a fifty-eight dollar basket. It's not an eighty-four dollar yes, basket. No way. Oh, you well, well, you got to get what's in it too. Oh, it's an eighty-four dollar basket. It's an eighty-four dollar basket. Here's where I messed up. I listened to. That's an eighty-four dollar basket. I listened to the people. Come on, TJ. Eighty-four. No, we want fifty-eight. No. TJ. Oh, he only has one key. We need to find a friend. Oh my gosh. Come on, TJ. It's an $84 key. Uh-oh. Master right. G. Does it unlock the... Uh... Does it unlock? Okay, it does not... Oh, un... Coffee maker. No coffee, no coffee maker. maker. Coffee maker. Okay, uh -oh. he's going to uh -oh. unlock the electric bike. bike. No, 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 no. Okay, oh. all right, all right. Does it unlock the car? Oh, my God. Does it unlock the car? Let's go. Does it unlock the car? Does it unlock the car? He's turning the key. No. <laughs> That's so oh, good. It's still the greatest oh, ever. So, so oh, good. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, we just oh, showed no. the Price is Right appearance. Oh, you, know, God. you know what's funny about that? It's on my DVR. To this day, I have not watched that. By the way, I have it on my DVR, too. I've never watched oh, it. And the same way I'll never watch that uh, episode of Succession again. It was too tough to watch. <laughs> yeah. watch. Why don't you watch that? All right. Um, let's do it. Hit it. Hit it. Hit it. Well, let's go. What's more likely let's go. Let's out go the door? Quick. What? 
What's more likely? Never say never, but never. never. All right, Christopher, what do you got? What All you right, got? first up, hey, did you see he was on the cover of Madden? Yeah. It's Josh Allen. You know who led the NFL in interceptions last year? It's Josh Allen. More likely that Josh Allen wins the MVP or repeats as interceptions leader. Uh, He's more likely to be the MVP. I'm telling you, the mistakes of him trying to do too much in the red zone, the Bills know it. They identified it. Allen knows it. He has identified it himself. I think he will be better at it just because he is better at everything. Every year he's come back to the Bills, which is every year. And Dalton Kincaid and that running game that they they have gotten a battering ram in Latavius Murray, and they have gotten a battering ram in Damian Harris. He, he's more likely to be the MVP than to repeat his interception champion. What else you got over there? Let's stick with the AFC quarterbacks. But the division in the AFC to have two Pro Bowl quarterbacks, the North or the West? Great one, Chris. Because you know Burrow and and Mahomes are in. So is it Lamar or Herbert? Or is it Kenny Pickett or Russell Wilson? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'll go West. I'll go West. I'll go West, young man. Sean Watson. Yeah, or Brady, as you point out for the Raiders, right? (laughs) Since that's your latest tinfoil hat. Yeah, I'll go west. He's still not retired. I'll go west. I, I, I'm, I, you know, I'm beginning to, I'm beginning to coalesce around the Chargers as having a better year. Coalesce. I'm beginning. Oh. I'm, be, I'm beginning. Oh. I'm beginning. I'm beginning to coalesce. Sniffing around. I'm beginning to coalesce. Terrible album name. What else you got? Hey, the last couple of years, you know who's had a really good offense? The Dallas Cowboys. They've yeah. averaging 29 points per game. That's Kellen Moore going the last to the Chargers. couple of years. Right? Huh? Here comes Brian Schottenheimer, son and of Marty. And guess what? They boot him. Now it's Mike McCarthy calling the plays. So what's more likely? The Cowboys offense averages more or less than 29 with McCarthy less. at the helm. Less. He's going to run it more. And if Pollard is not going to be the home run hitter from uh, running it, uh, I think it'll be less. I well, think then, it'll be less. Then Dalvin Cook will be the guy. Well, so. now <laughs> that, 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 then it'll be then it'll be more. Yeah, so I'll go less. On that, I'll go less. Say. I'll go less just for you know what's and giggles. I'm gonna go more. We're average like 40 a game this year. There you go. Wow. He's chiming in. He didn't chime wow. in on the other two, did he? <laughs> didn't care. I had nothing to say. Didn't care, did he? <laughs> Speaking of Dalvin Cook, <laughs> that's good. By the way, you caught me on that one. I didn't see that punch coming. I'm actually listening. Uh, speaking of Dalvin Cook, he's available. Did you guys hear that? Uh, Who's yeah. more likely to be on a playoff team this year, DeAndre Hopkins or Dalvin Cook? Ooh, good one. Nice. Um. I'll go on. Uh, I mean, they're not on their teams yet. So what am I? How, what, what am I basing it on? You're, just, you're guessing. This is lo- this is like honestly, like we're playing war. Well, like we, a, I have no know, idea what cards coming out of the deck. We know the teams that are interested. No, we don't. Yes, we do. <laughs> All right, I'll go don't. Dalvin Cooks. You literally just did the, a top five about no, it, and we know what teams that are Dal- interested I will, in D-Hop. I will go Dalvin Cook. Out of all due respect. D Hop, we know he's definitely visiting Tennessee. That's the only team name we know, and I don't know if Tennessee is going to be a playoff team compared to who Dalvin Cook is going to be associated with. I'll go Dalvin Cook. D Hop is rumored Buffalo, Great. Kansas City. Same thing with. Uh, I'm sure neither of those teams will be interested in the right price for Dalvin Cook. What else? All right, what all right else? some wide receivers are coming back from injury this year. Look pretty good so far. OTAs. Who's more likely to be uh, back? To their old form, Cooper Cup or Mike T. Kick card Mike. I'll go Cooper Cup, man. Mike T, it's been two years. Cup is, come on, man. 
And Derek Carr is, is new there. Matthew Stapp, stop it. Move on. You're re- Honestly, they should remove your season tickets. It should strip you of your season tickets. You don't even know whose house it is. Come on, Chris. Whose house? Benzinger's house. Chris, it's whose house? Say it for Brock. Whose house? Rams house? How tough is it? What? Ben Franklin's house. That's what I said. I didn't want to talk over you House plus. Big face 20's house. What else? I mean, I'm, I'm like I'm like the piff, whoever, whatever, whatever the cost is. Uh, Mike, you can switch music. More likely to be fine NBA Finals MVP, Joker, Murray, or anybody else. Oh, come on. Oh, um, I'll go Joker. Uh, it's pretty I much. Mean, come on. Yeah, I'll go Joker. I like what Murray's doing. Uh, I'll go Joker. All right, last last NBA Finals one. Nuggets win in five or any other result. Well, I said Nuggets in six, so I'll go any other result. I think, sticking with six? Yeah, I think the Heat take game four, maybe, and then Ooh, the Nuggets wow. take the next two. No chance Thanks for playing. Is that what we're saying? Uh, pretty much. I'm saying Nuggets in five. Thanks for playing, everybody. Much appreciated. I'm taking my family on a vacation. 